Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Fire and Soul podcast and hello Fire and Soul community. It's been a minute. I had an unexpected two-week hiatus due to all the things. I'm having my place be remodeled and actually refinished with some interior design, which meant that I had to leave and be gone for eight days and I was at my mom's. So I packed my pup my two rescue kitties and my bike, Lucy, and everything that I need to run an entire thriving business uh, and worked out of her home and played and laughed and talked deeply. And oh my God, it was actually an amazing time. But some of the things that are on my regular to-do list just did not get done. And so for that, I thank you for your patience and for your loyalty for coming back. Yay. You know, what's really cool about this podcast. Number one, it's my favorite thing to do is just hop on the mic, either solo or with an incredible guest that I learned from, I get value from, I get inspired from, I get into action because of of what they say and and oftentimes my life gets changed. And I know I've heard from so many of you that yours does as well. But what's so interesting and cool, and I'm so deeply grateful and honored to say this is in the past couple of weeks, I've received quite a few new reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't subscribed, rated, and reviewed, by all means, um, if you've gotten any value, if there's been anything that's just been ah, insightful or especially helpful for you in a moment when you needed it most, I would just so appreciate a review over there on Apple Podcasts. And the reason why is because it really helps other listeners to feel compelled to tune in, right? When they can see that like, oh, there's <laughs> not like just one review there. And right now I'm sitting on about 204 reviews. And it's almost a perfect five-star rating. Not perfect because I don't believe in such a thing. It's great that I have just a couple of uh, one stars. And I just look at that as like, okay, thank you for your information. But I'm always suspect of just perfect five stars of anything, right? So thank you for your reviews. And thank you for those of you who will take the time to subscribe, rate, and review today. And always, my friends, I want to get to know you. So I'm going to start to develop and devote a lot more time on this show, bringing more dream guests, uh, doing more solos, being far more consistent every week. And uh, I've got a whole vision call plan with my producer over at Ginny Media. You know that we create podcasters in the world. and We've got some amazing partnerships coming out. But I want to get to know you better. So if you're ever listening to an episode and it's especially meaningful for you, then by all means, tag me. Tag me on it, at Michelle Sorrow, either in your Instagram stories or in your Instagram posts or on Facebook, even on LinkedIn. I'm on all three of those platforms regularly, and I would love to get to know you and also hear what, what really worked 
because that just allows me to see where I can continue to do more of that or possibly improve, or of course, just be so grateful that you took the time to listen in the first place. So that's first and foremost, is I love my Fire and Soul community, and it's about to get really amazing in here even more. What I love about today's conversation is that it was an honor to be invited uh, to Rhythmia's Rise Up Evolutionary Conversations with uh, uh, their creative director, John Jacob Mubarak. And uh, you'll hear more about uh, how we met in this conversation, but I want to give you a heads up. This is one of those few times where I did a Facebook Live with uh, John Jacob just a few days ago, and our audio director from Ginny Media, which is where I have my podcast produced, took that same Facebook Live and pretty much without any editing is what you're going to hear here today. So the sound quality is not as optimal as always, but that's simply because we wanted to bring you really good content. And here's why I'm doing this episode. I'm going to do three maybe not in a row, but three episodes, a three-part series around a follow-up from my time at Rhythmia. So many of you are familiar with uh, three different episodes that I released at the end of last year, all around Rhythmia. I don't know those numbers off the top of my head, but I did the first one as soon as I returned home from Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica, where I tried ayahuasca four nights in a row in a week-long program there that changed my life. And my first guest was the co-founder and medical director who holds a PhD, Dr. Jeff McNary. What was so fascinating about that episode, in case you want to go back to it, is that it was my top download of all time for 2019. I was like, whoa, my podcast listeners are interested in ayahuasca. Huh. It blew me away. But it was very, very, very evident that that was the case. Then a couple of weeks later, I came out with uh, another episode with the co-founder, Jerry Powell, and Rhythmia came to be out of some experiences that he had in some ayahuasca journeys. And his story is phenomenal. And then hearing how Rhythmia is truly what it is today because of some of his journeys and meeting Mrs. Moon and all kinds of some some crazy stuff um, that's all real and legit. And then I gave you a final recap of all four of my nights in just vivid graphic detail that honestly, I can't believe I shared with you, but I did and it's still out there. Uh, so if you want to head back to that, that's great. But what's so interesting is that at about six, seven months later, right? As a result of going to Rhythmia in November of 2019, I was thinking to myself, you know, I want to hop back on the mic and give a follow-up and just say where my life is and how some of the things that I saw and experienced in my journeys on the plant medicine of ayahuasca have taken shape because so much of what she, meaning mama ayahuasca showed me, has all happened. And I look back now and I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh, everything that she showed me is what life has turned into, whether it be in my personal life, my business life, my spiritual life, my center, my desire for peace over everything. It's been pretty phenomenal. And my life has just gotten so much better on so many levels. So what's awesome about all of this is that my intention was to do a follow-up, but you know how life goes. Things just happen in the pandemic and the, you know, all the stuff that's been going on. So I didn't make it a number one priority. And then a couple of weeks ago, I, I got an invite from John Jacob Mubarak over there at Rhythmia saying, hey, we'd love to invite you on to our Rise Up Evolutionary Conversations series. And would you be a guest? And I mean, they've had people like Panash Desai and Jack Canfield and Natalie Ludwell. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Yes, it would be the honor of my life. And so we had this talk and and a lot of that is what I would have covered in a solo episode about what life's been like since returning home. 
and I'm going to do a solo for you. My intention is to do that next week. So look for that. But I want to give you my own personal recap in addition to this one. And then I'm going to have John Jacob on as the third part to the three-part series. So stay tuned for all the above. I've also got some epic guests lined up for you. I'm all in on this podcast. It's changed my life. It's changed my business. It's opened up new connections and collaborations and friendships beyond my wildest imagination. And so if you're ever interested in learning more about a podcast, you can, and starting your own, you know, we are the only done for you podcast program in the, in the world. My producer and I, you can head over to my website, michelle-sorrow.com and get on the wait list for our fall program that will sell out. It always does. And then in the meantime, if you, one final little thing I just want to share with you in case this is of interest, if you want to start and scale an online sustainable business that's high integrity, highly ethical, the whole thing. I'm opening up a program that was previously $5,000. It's a six-month-long mentorship and membership accelerator called Fire and Soul. And it's where we take inspired action from an awakened, aligned soul, very similar to the concept of this show, except that I put you into action with the same framework and blueprint of how I generated my first six figures as an online entrepreneur, teacher, and trainer, and coach, and all the things that I guess I'm called. And so I'm going to hold an open house uh, next week, August 11th, from 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific. And that information and sign up will be on my podcast website, which is fireandsoulpodcast.com. You'll see this episode and that will be in the show resources. And anyone can attend, no strings attached. You can hear more about it and uh, see why I am rolling it out at almost nearly 70% discount. It's just what I feel called to do. So it's not five grand. It's not even four grand. It's not even three grand. And it's not even two grand. And I'm doing this because I feel called to. It's part of where I want to step up and serve serve at my highest potential, reach more people and help you make the impact that you know you're supposed to make. But it's just so overwhelming in the beginning of like, where do you start and who do you trust and who should be your guide? And, you know, all the pieces put together in a framework that makes sense. And we're all working on it together. So that's coming up August 11th, 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific. And I'd love to see you there. Anyway, back to Rise Up. You know, what's so awesome, and I share a little bit about this in my talk with John Jacob, is in one of the evenings of doing ayahuasca, night three, the Divine Feminine Night, I was shown myself in a past life as an African queen. And I literally was using the words, rise up, <laughs> to uh, world leaders and dignitaries and diplomats and high-profile people way back then. I don't even know when that was. And uh, it was hundreds of years ago, no doubt. But it was very vivid to me, and it was very clear that that was a past life of mine. I was shown that. I even have interesting photographs that I drew when I was four and five years old that my mom pulled out of a box out of her garage when we returned to Rhythmia because I shared this story and it's me drawing the same image from a five-year-old little girl perspective and talent that depicted exactly what I was shown in my journeys. Crazy and real. Anyway, but the term that I would use is rise up. So when they asked me to be on this these uh this talk, it just made sense on a full on a full circle level. I hope that makes sense to you. So please listen and if you enjoy, by all means, subscribe, rate, and review, leave a review. I'll I'll share it here um in the upcoming weeks. And I'm so grateful for your time and I hope you enjoy. everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so grateful to be here with my beautiful friend and soul sister, Michelle Soro. And while folks are 
tuning in and gathering up. We'll just take a minute and just be, I just want to be in gratitude to be with you today, Michelle, before I do the introduction and all that good stuff. I want to take a quick second and acknowledge you and all that you are, just in case there's somebody on the planet that doesn't know who you are, because you are out and about and fabulous. I want to tell everybody, uh, first of all, welcome to everybody and tell everybody who you are, who we have the privilege of being in communication with today about Michelle and her Fire and Soul podcast, one of the top 10 in self-development, which is a huge feat in this crowded world, right? So congratulations. Fire and Soul is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and business guidance. It's creating an impact and fulfillment of your dreams with no hustle, grit, and grind, more ease and grace. Thank you. And flow. I'll take extra helpings of that, please. Host Michelle Sawyer was a former TV host turned high six-figure heart-centered entrepreneur and transformational trainer, shares real talks and global game changers, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast, featuring insights from A-listers like Jack Canfield, Panache Desai, Dave Asprey, Danielle Laporte, Natalie Ledwell, Jarek Robbins, Joseph McLeaton. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Preston Smiles and more as well as many self-development masterclasses. She's got a lot we're going to talk about all you're into. And each episode is designed to empower you and to take immediate, empower you to take immediate action, inspired action for cultivating an epically aligned life. Hello to that. Wow. So, Nicely done. That was a mouthful. Thank you for that. Wow. Whoa. Who, it's like, Wow, this is who I get to be in communication with today. What an honor. What a privilege. Thank oh, you. my friend. I feel the same. The moment that I met you before the shuttle in <laughs> Costa Rica at the Liberia Airport. That's right. flown in, right? It was late at night because it was only two, two direct flights from Los Angeles. And uh, there was John Jacob. And I didn't know you yet or that we had so much in common from Agape and you being a practitioner and all the things. Right. And you got to meet my mom and I in that moment. It was like probably, what, 1030 at night or something. Yeah. And <laughs> right. we got On the privilege of Costa an hour night. drive from the airport to the compound uh, known as Rhythmia, the most magical place. And that was there. You got to see all my, my worst fears come out as well as some other stuff. <laughs> but um, I loved you. You had me at hello, my friend. Ah. I mean, yeah. it was mutual love at first sight, really, really. And we drove uh -huh. in and you were so like curious, right? There was this curiosity. And, and as I was actually thinking about that moment was, you know, I didn't know you. I didn't know who you were. And then we got to know each other and I just knew you as this beautiful being. And then later I got to see who you are in the world, like the mm -hmm. impact and the beneficial presence that you are mm -hmm. in the world. Thank so you. it's like overwhelming. Like, oh, it's like I'm talking to a movie star. I'm talking no, to a superstar. I feel no. the same about you. <laughs> you were such an angel um, in that whole journey. And then it was a gift to realize that you were based in Los Angeles and that I, and actually what, like five miles from where I live here in Santa Monica. And so we've had the privilege of, of, of just continuing to stay friends and, yes. and uh, we got to get a, another dinner on the books. And yes. um, it's an honor to know you. I feel, I feel the exact same, my friend. Well, and so yeah. speaking of that, I'd love to know a little bit more about your experience at Rhythmia because you came yeah. with a powerful group of people and you, you were like lit up after that experience. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how, about your experience. I know you wanted to share a little bit about the Divine Feminine Night and just how that's continued to impact your life and in what ways. Oh God, I love that question because I don't get to talk about Rhythmia and my experience with Mama Ayahuasca enough in the world. 
because I, I really do believe, and I think you guys share this as well in so many of your trainings there, which you're such a phenomenal teacher at Rhythmia, is, you know, don't encourage people to come and take the plant medicine. It's either going to call them or it doesn't, right? And But don't tell them, you got to do it, you got to do it, because when I come back from something that's lit me up and changed my life, I want everybody in the world that I know, you know, or that I don't even know right. to go try it. And it's like, that's a very special thing. And I'll tell you, uh, speaking of my podcast, and thank you for mentioning it, when I had Dr. Jeff, one of the co-founders um, and the medical officer of Rhythmia, on my podcast, maybe like a few days later, it was my top download of 2019 to date. Wow. I mean, bar none. And then I had uh, Jerry, founder, co-founder, on, I think, two weeks later, and it was right there with Dr. Jeff. And I was like, huh, my listeners want to know about plant medicine. <laughs> and this was a surprise to me because I just wanted to share with them, never said you got to go. But I think to date, maybe two dozen of my friends and network wow. have booked. Of course, everybody's being sidelined and waylaid because of COVID. But, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And then I get to hear you know, their experience when they come back. So to share mine in a, in a shorter version, because all of that's on the podcast. If anyone's interested, you can get the full debrief. Um, I give every vivid detail. I didn't come into Rhythmia very excited and very willing, to be honest. Really? I was scared. I was scared, as yeah. you probably may recall from our, our uh, shuttle ride from the airport right. to uh, Rhythmia. But my mom put it down at the top of her bucket list from the moment that Rhythmia opened its doors. When Jack Canfield, who was on my podcast last spring, invited me or I invited myself, I can't recall how that conversation <laughs> went, it might have been the latter, um, I was so blown away and touched at the invite. And I was also shocked that the 74-year-old legend was trying ayahuasca and that he was saying that it was just taking him to a whole other realm of what his you know, 40-year practice of meditation could do. So long story short, she, Mama Ayahuasca, just kept nudging me in weird ways. Like I renamed my podcast Fire and Soul two months later to commemorate my one-year anniversary. No reason why to do that. But it was revealed to me when I got to Rhythmia in my first journey. Why? So all these things, um, I get oh, get the chills even talking about it. Um, if I were to talk about my experience as a whole, I would say that I faced some of my deepest fears. I healed some of my deepest wounds. I went back several lifetimes ago on night three, the night you're talking about. For those who aren't aware, at Rhythmia, you get a full week of glorious God country, God energy, just the divine in all its its glory. From the staff, from the from the moment you set foot under the shuttle to the moment that you leave, I mean, you don't want to leave, and right. and uh, it's just bliss. It's bliss. The flowers and the landscaping seems to be like another color. The food, the the staff, mm. the everything is so beautiful, and so. There's four nights of journeys. There's Monday through Thursday, or at least that's how it was when I went there. And on the third night, we had this beautiful female shaman by the name of Sarah yes. come in and do what's called the Divine Feminine Night. And all the ladies are encouraged to wear white. And it was just, and I was just so in my flow. I was just feeling my feminine essence, which I know a lot of women out there, especially if you're accomplished or busy or an entrepreneur or a mom or all the things it's so vital to be able to tap into that. So I thought I was going to have a night of like pure bliss. Like my mom's journeys were like, she was just kind of just zoning out and tripping out on like neon purple and like one word trust for five hours. That was her trip. That was not quite that way. I got what I needed though. But the divine feminine night was my most intense night. I was shown very clearly that my element is fire. 
I was taken back a lifetime, and I hope this is uh, this works. This conversation, I'm sure it does. If it's with me a talk, yeah, right. I was taken back into multiple lifetimes ago, where I was an African queen. Um, it was more like a priestess. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wearing a big, tall, gold headdress with, of course, all the jewels. I love a it. A very deep red velvet gown with high, like high, like thigh high lace up boots. Sexy queen. Sexy queen. <laughs> and as I was running my kingdom. In pure grace and love and compassion, but power, I realized that I had the power of releasing fire, almost like as a dragon, from my fingertips. So I thought it was real, but it turns out it was a journey, but it all feels so real. I got out of my bed in the Maloka, so I was able to rise up, and I walked into the center of the room, and I thought this actually really happened, and I knew Jack Canfield and his wife Inga were somewhere in the room, and my first you know, person for me to reach, I was told was Jack Canfield, rise! And I had all this fire coming out of my head. I was like, whoa! And then I was like, trying it with the other hand. It was so real, right? And that's when I realized that is the power of spirit. That is the power of God when we get out of our own way and we get out of our comfort zone and we're a little bit brave one action at a time and we're bold because we all have that within us and it doesn't have to be intense like the light warrior that I am. It could be the light worker, right? Where you're more behind the scenes, but we all need to work together. And I realized that I was playing small by not rising up. So when you invited me onto this, it was like, this is full circle. Because my whole theme this year, especially during COVID, has been rise up my friends now more than ever you're yes. made for more let's yes. be seen let's be heard let's be visible and that's what it's been ever since oh beautiful beautiful i mean there's so much in what you shared i'm like i, I could let's well, that's another whole podcast another whole interview but so a couple of things i want to hit the rise up piece and, and the bravery piece and i also noticed on your about section in your website, you were talking about how you've designed this life that is beyond your wildest dreams because you chose to be brave. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about yes. how, the ways in which you chose to be brave? So I don't know if the quote is actually Rhythmia's or Jerry's or if it came from Mrs. Moon or not. You'll have to let me know. I'd love to know right now. You guys have a quote, I think, on your website and all over Rhythmia. It's in the, the universe teaching. rewards the brave. Yes, the universe rewards bravery. It's one of our four, the big four, which is what we teach in that opening workshop and how to work with the medicine. Uh, ah, the Lord does it. Because everything you're afraid of, right, like you teach us so beautifully how to go toward the fear, right? Because what's coming is what's going. In other words, yes. if it's coming up, it's because you're here to heal it. Yes. It's here for you to heal and dissolve it, neutralize it, and see it as a beautiful gift in your arsenal of strength, right? And just getting bolder and braver. So I've been thinking a lot about bravery because I coach a lot of people. I I run the live video mastery, which I'm in collaboration with Jack Canfield and Jay Shetty and John Lee Dumas. I mean, like some, some pretty big global changers as of this year. She, Mama Ayahuasca, showed me I'd be doing all that. She showed me I would be coaching and training world leaders Literally three weeks after we returned, I was coaching a U.S. presidential candidate for the primary election this year. So this has just been all just just pretty bizarre. And I wasn't afraid of it, but I knew that I had to step into another realm, which is what she was showing me was my heritage. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, not everyone gets that gift, and I get it. However... Everybody has the ability to be brave. If you just chunk it down and take one little bite-sized piece of bravery at a time, it's called action. And it's as simple as that. Anything that you're feeling afraid of, 
just take one little step outside your comfort zone and then it'll feel a little bit more comfortable. Not unlike when you were crawling and learning how to walk, right? It was like mm-hmm. one leg up and you were kind of rocking back and forth and then you fall down, right? And then you try it again. What if we gave up? Because it took bravery to stand up, Yes. right? So it's just those simple things. We look back on our life and we're like, success leaves clues. What do I do now? But in the four stages of learning, I have an unconscious confidence, mm-hmm. right? Where can I look at that and say, if I could do that, then I can do this. And see, and I think that right now, there's never been a more vital time than conscious, heart-centered leadership to rise up, especially after these four and a half months of being in quarantine, and specifically here in the States. It's been an opportunity to self-reflect. What do I want? And my guess is, is we want to give more. We want to grow more. We want to contribute more. We want our life to have more meaning. But that requires a level of bravery that you're, you're, you are recalling from my website when I got that hit, a Tony Robbins uh, seminar called Date with Destiny two and a half years ago. It just happened to change my freaking life. Um, I knew that it would, but I didn't know at that level. Right. And I was like, oh, God, I knew it as I dropped to my knee- knees, literally and metaphorically, like all the things. Started sobbing like, okay, I get it. It's not TV hosting anymore. That's so significance driven. But what, what, what? And the first, the first nudge was, it's a podcast. He was like, but then what? And it was just like, just do one thing at a time. So to answer the question is one little step of action at a time. Don't worry about all the rest. See, we get so caught up in the how mm-hmm. oh, that yes. that bogs it down, right? Or we get so caught up in the expectation of a year, 18 months, three, five years down the road that we're like, oh God, it's all too much. How am I going to ever do that? If I look back on my life, having started two plus years ago, I'm shocked at all that's been accomplished. But as I was getting started, it was smaller. And it was just little bite-sized pieces. And I just kept going and I was consistent. Then I look back and I'm like, wow, it really does work that way. So now I believe in that more than anything. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And and yes, you know, I I love that instruction around just taking action. You know, the, the first step and beginning. And also you pointed out to something really important, which is, what what I call shape shifting, right? Like it's like yeah. there's an area in your life where you are brave. There are, there are areas we all have areas where yeah, I'm doing really well here. I'm stepping out here. I'm taking chances, and maybe in this area, but I'm not over here. Can I move some of that energy? Because I think you had referred to that when you were talking. Like I'm I'm doing this. Can I can I just apply that a little bit over here? And we begin to kind of shift that energy of accomplishment in one area over to the area where we're feeling a little less accomplished exactly or confident right and so people always say like okay i know that you have this confidence or this certainty around live video and all the things you do podcasting and leading groups and changing lives and it's like yeah but it didn't start that way and nobody that we admired started that way right the it's like i always say don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle like when i first launched my podcast i I almost didn't publish it and then, in fact, the next day, I called my podcast producer and said, take it down, take it down. We've made a huge mistake because I got scared again. So I relate to all the fears and the imposter syndrome and the insecurities. Why? Because I started comparing myself to Oprah. <laughs> 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 right? like, That's a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Wait a second. You know, you, you are you and you're just starting. But when you have been a slave to perfectionism and or lusting after everyone's approval your whole life, which was basically me before 2000, before December of 2017, that was a radical shift. And everybody's concerned with what will people think? 
right? Will they approve of me? Does this fit with my identity online, right? All the things. And what's required right now to rise up is you can't give an F about any of that. And if you lead with love, if you serve from your soul, from your heart, that's aligned. And it's not about significance. It's not about what others will think. It's like, you know, you're on a mission to help, to serve, to give, even if it's one person, you've done your job. And that's all that's required. It's just step out of the comfort zone, one little baby toe at a time. Now this, I I'm so powerful in what you're saying. And, and I noticed this recently on my own in, in some of my own, like, okay, so I started, to, <laughs> I decided I'm going to take up golf, <laughs> you know, during this, why not try and learn something new. But I love this, whether it's golf or whether it's in my movements, exercise slash movement, training that when I'm trying something new in this area of my life, like let's say it's movement or let's say it's go, how concerned I didn't realize how concerned I was about what others think when I'm at the driving range and someone's standing behind me and I, you know, waiting like, Oh, and I finally, you know, had to say, I'm, I'm at the driving range to get better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. But, but the, I, the realization of, wow, how impactful my awareness of what other, what I think other people's awareness is of me. Exactly. The good news is, and thank you for that honesty and that vulnerability, because that, that gives people permission to also be so honest, right? Is that you're not alone. I have it. You have it. It's a fundamental belief probably around the globe with all of humanity, which is that we're not enough, right? We're not enough. So just play it small. You've gotten to 30, 40, 50 years old, whatever it is where you're like, this is my house. This is my job. This is my life. And this is what I show on social media. And it's like, ooh, times have changed. And especially during this pandemic, everybody wants real authenticity. Yes. They just want you to just like be vulnerable and share from your soul. That's what's working. It's working high level marketing, right? Because we have no choice. Virtual times are here. There's no turning back. Yes. Did you know, and I know that we're not using Zoom right now, but just to give an example of our virtual times, and you know loud and clear because really it's been shut down since March. So sorry for all the lives that can't be changed right now. But it's more its more opportunity to get excited about when you do get to yes. go. My trip was postponed as well, but it'll be next year. Is that they went from 10 million active users in March of 2020 to over 300 million daily participants within six weeks by the end of April. If that's not a sign of where things are headed, I mean, so so it's time to just let it all go. Right. You can't use a filter with Zoom and Skype and, you know, Ecamm and whatever these things are. So just allow yourself to be visible exactly as you are because you love yourself. By the way, that takes another whole level of, of bravery. I just thought of this and I, I'm going to throw it out there. I wasn't planning throw to ask this there. question, but did you ever did you see the documentary on Walter Mercado? No, but it sounds like I need to. Oh, my God. OK, so he was like this Telemundo superstar for 50 years, uh, he was this psychic. He was like a Liberace psychic, right? Like oh, cool. total, like he, he'd come on the camera and he'd be like, you know, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, you know, and the capes and the, you know, but, but everybody in Latin America from Brazil to Colombia to Spain to around the world knew him, knows him. Uh, he's huge. He was like, when you watch the, the documentary, you'll be amazed. But the, the thing that was so touching, I watched it last night, was exactly what you're saying. Here's this guy that broke all the rules. He was completely amorphous. You couldn't tell whether it was a man or a woman. He's 
just passed away recently, but the millennial and younger love him for his gender neutral, non-conforming presentation, right? So he's like so relevant now. He wasn't, he didn't follow any of the rules on how to be a mega superstar and hit like touch millions and millions and millions of lives, millions and millions of lives. And what touched me so much was it was just what exactly what you said, a genuine, authentic expression of who he was, even in the in the face of a misogynistic and completely homophobic Latin culture. And he busted open. I mean, he Bill Clinton. I mean, you should watch the video like he's with Clinton. He's with, you know, huge dignitaries and prime ministers and uh, all over the place. The thing is, in spite of all of the fabulous, you know, everything, he spoke truth. He, when yeah. you hear the principles, he's like, well, that's just the truth. That's um, just beautiful. So, beautiful. And, and it was inspiring because it really labeled, it, it nailed what you had said. Like just being yourself vulnerable without a filter is what attracts people. hundred percent. It's how I built my business. I, I, I've never spent dollars on Facebook ads or marketing. I had an email list of under a thousand. It's actually still only a little north of that. I didn't do anything the way you're supposed to do it and that everyone teaches you how to do it on Instagram. I just went with my soul and my heart and I was pretty relentless about it. Now there is that, right? Uh, once I got the, yes. the hit of bravery, I just stayed consistent, but I also know when to unplug and I know when to recharge because I've learned that's super vital for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll go super full tilt like a puppy, right? And then I crash um, maybe for two days at a time. But that's what works for me. Um, and I've learned also in these past six, seven months where to say no, where to say yes. I can't tell you, since Rhythmia, this is the thing that's really blown me away the most. And I've shared this with a handful of people. And they're like, really? It's like, yes, and you have this capability too. You'll have to let me know if this is how you operate too, uh, JJ, which is, When I'm contemplating dating someone, taking on a business partner, starting a new program, traveling somewhere, going to have lunch with a friend, so anything, right? Mm -hmm. I will close my eyes and I'll take a few deep breaths. And I know if the energy is expansive, which is a yes, it feels unstoppable and Mm -hmm. limitless. And it feels tight and tense. And it's almost like it's in contraction. It puts a no. And there's no in between. It's either a yes or no. Now, if it's a yes on, let's say, dating, it doesn't mean we're going to get married or we need to be exclusive. It's just go check that out. Get on the phone. You know what I mean? Or nope, it's done. You've had your phone calls. You had a couple dates and that's complete. That's all that was. Right. So I don't have to like get in the head about it. In other words, spirit is guiding me at all times. Yes. yes that's yes. it. That's it. Okay. It's so, so beautiful. We had that wisdom. All we have to do is just unplug, stop distracting. Get quiet. Take a couple deep breaths. All of our power is our peace, our epic alignment with mind, mm-hmm. body, and soul. But we're so clouded by everything else that we don't give our chance, our body, to just just express to us the truth, which is so simple. So this is so beautiful, and it leads right into one of the questions I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. which is, like you, as you said, we, we keep ourselves mired in confusion, right? Yeah. How do you, what are the spiritual practices, what are your daily practices, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, that you do to keep yourself epically aligned? Such a great question, JJ. I wouldn't say anything's daily. I'm not that consistent with my spiritual practice. However, I'd okay. like to be more. I am more now than ever. But in an ideal scenario, I wake up fairly early. For me, early is like between 6.30 and 7 p.m. And I'm going to do about 15, 20 minutes of a morning routine, all prime. What does that look like for me? 
It's getting my eyes closed, taking deep breaths. I got the animals on the bed. First, just giving thanks for a great night's sleep, for waking up to like maybe like cold, foggy air here in Santa Monica, which I happen to love. And then I'll, I'll, I'll think of very specific moments and I'll really live in them. Like my mom comes up for me all the time since Rhythmia. We sat on a chaise lounge together, like, you know, all squeezed in one little chaise lounge near the pool. And we were, it was like maybe night four or night five. So we were in it. And we just kind of watched the cloud formations for, it felt like hours, just laughing and giggling and seeing the same things and making up stories. And, but just so connected, heart to heart, soul to soul, effortless energy and connection between us. So that always makes the list as well as many, many other things. And then I think of like three to thrive. What do I really want to create? And it's as simple as how do I want my day to go? What's the energy you want to bring into every call, every meeting, every encounter? And it's joy, peace, and contentment, which is what Raven, my shaman at Rhythmia, showed me on the on the final night. And she's we're still connected on WhatsApp. Don't be jealous. Oh. Um, <laughs> And so, and then it's, and then it's exercise. Like I'll get the animals fed and then, and I like to do some sort of exercise. Lately I've been obsessed with my bike. So I'll ride the bike on the bike path or up mountains or wherever, uh, mountains. Okay. We're going, we're going bike riding. We're going by, I'm Uh, riding up to see you and we're going to go for a ride. I just rode to Marina Del Rey like two weeks ago. I would love to ride down there and just continue or we meet halfway. Yes. Totally. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry. Okay. So, So the morning routine is really important, but here's the thing. It doesn't end just because the morning routine is over. Right. If you want an ethically aligned life, it's nonstop. So it's managing your emotions. What I've learned lately is that there's no more important superpower than peace. Am I always there? No. If I'm honest, I'm there most of the time, not all the time. Add some peace and joy, and it's the perfect cocktail for humanity, right? And so I'm just noticing as I'm monitoring, how emotionally fit am I right now? Am I more reactive because I'm stressed or am I peaceful despite the busy schedule, right? So it's like, am I flowing or is it more staccato? So I'm always aware. And when I have those days where I'm like, ah, oh, I wrapped a whole day and I, I didn't get triggered and I wasn't in reaction and I didn't feel stressed or overwhelmed by the schedule. And I was just giving great thanks for every single call and every meeting and every person who's decided to invest with me to guide them along their journey, to free them up so they could rise up. It's like, ah. Oh. What a beautiful day. Thank you, God. This is my dream. Other days when it feels more stressful, thank you, God. I'm living my dream. So it's gratitude always. But of course, it's a matter of what did I put in my body? What did I feed my mind? What kinds of conversations was I in that will dictate my emotional fitness? So that's why I'm so hyper aware of what feels expansive and what doesn't. But I'll tell you, Jerry's lives here and your lives here, it taps me right back into you get to choose to be in peace no matter what, girlfriend. You can't blame it on a busy schedule or what you ate last night. You can still choose peace. And that's like the biggest message that I think we could offer during this pandemic is you can choose peace and joy and love and connection and expansion, all of it, if you're willing. Yes. So, you know, one of my questions was, what's your superpower? (laughs) Peace. Right. Yeah. So how do we like, here's one of those rubber meets the road questions. How do we, when we're having that stressful moment, noticing like, okay, I'm aware I'm noticing, all right, I'm out of alignment or not. I'm out of alignment, but I'm stressed. I'm triggered. I'm reactive. What are the techniques that you use to, to come back or not? Yeah. I'll offer you what, what has happened for me in the past two, two and a half years. First of all, I'd say, figure it out before you're in the moment. You know, you know, what is your favorite flavor of suffering? 
right? Is it anger? <laughs> is it rage? Is it, forget about the way you numb it out and cope with it, right? Forget right. about that. Let's just go to the root cause. Or that's not even the root cause. It's it's the first sort of like coping. So the A, the rage, the, the anger, the overwhelm, the procrastination, the apathy, whatever that is, you got to know, like mine was stress and overwhelm. And so it'll still come to get me. I would say 20% of the time, if I'm really honest, 80% of the time, I'm able to figure it out and just kind of flow. And that feels like a massive win for me. But two and a half years ago, I was 80 stress, mm-hmm. 20% peace. Wow. So I like to measure my progress and I like to really celebrate my, my, you know, the, the progress. So first is get clear. You know what it is, you know, and then, you know, immediately do you grab the, the cocktail or the cigarette or do you grab like the pot or whatever it is, the food, you know, the, all of these coping mechanisms right. that some of us have been overindulging in through this pandemic. Um, <laughs> yes, that was me. I had 10 pandemic pounds on. I'm happy to say as of this morning, they are now gone. There's still more to go, but so so the first thing is to get clear on what's your favorite flavor of suffering. And, and, and for me, it was like, if I'm constantly in an overwhelm, but I'm never going to be able to be productive and to flow and to be in that ease and grace. So now when I catch it coming on, I mean, the easiest access is, is to recognize it, name it. And that shows in research, Brene Brown and all the people talk about it. You can transmute it by just identifying, oh, hey, rage. Oh, hey, stress. Oh, hey, overwhelm. Right. Because a few weeks ago, I'm not proud to admit this. I flipped an old man off that was in rage at me for not wearing a mask as we were in line for an outdoor patio seating at a restaurant. And I was so mad that he was in my business. This is before the actual mandate came through here in California that it's required anywhere you go outside. And I was triggered because I had bad food and alcohol the night before. So I was depleted. And I just, I, at one point, you know, as we were parting ways, I flipped him off. And I'm like, so the next day I cried because I was feeling so bad about that and so ashamed. And I sent a prayer of like, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Right? <laughs> or whatever it is. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yes. Right? That's just so beautiful. And I realized that was nothing to do with him. It was me in my own reaction to the day, to the stress, to trying to get the bikes locked up and and not wanting to be told what to do. Another thing about me and the old stuff was this sort of entitlement righteousness, which we all have. Right. And I was like, wait a second. He was just scared. And he wanted me to play by the rules. He had every right to say that. How I reacted was on me. But see, that's one microcosm of how do we go through life? Mm-hmm. And so if we could just all collaborate and cooperate and give each other a little bit more grace we're going to give ourselves more grace and that could actually make me drop to my knees with just tears of like look we got to be more compassionate with one another and mostly with ourselves so that we have the capacity to be more compassionate with others so i'd say start with yourself just begin to monitor how you're reacting don't judge it for god's sakes don't judge it just become aware of it right and then track it be like, okay, if you could do that over, how would you do it differently? And then try again. That's beautiful, it. Beautiful. So I love the mission-driven life. And you write about mm-hmm. mission. You write about, and I loved your mission, right? To empower millions to be seen and heard, right? Which just has such a broad implication on people who are suppressed and not being seen and heard, right? All yeah. sorts of implications for what's going on today in the world, right? So it's just yeah. such a timely and powerful 
mission and inspired action, right? This, this idea of massive inspired action. I love that phrasing from an awakened soul, right? Mm-hmm. These, are, these are words from your website and from your, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. in knowing what your go-to principle is, right? So if first, the, as you just shared, there's becoming aware and naming it, preloading it, like understanding, like, I know this is my trigger point. I know that this happens, right? So understanding all of that. And then there's a, there's a, for me, I have to, to do some self-talk. And a lot mm-hmm. of that for me are, are principles. So I'm wondering if you have. What's yours? Give me an example of what your top go-to principle is. My, look at you turning it around on me. So my go-to principles are everything always works out for me. That's the first <laughs> Everything always works out for me. I'm supported beyond, I'm loved and adored beyond imagination. Mm, I right? love that. Because this is, this is not loved and adored by people, loved and adored by the presence. Yes. Right? There is, there is something that's, that's whose eyes are too pure to perceive any inequity. Doesn't see it. Can't see that part of me. Only sees the best. Loved and adored beyond imagination. Everything always mm. works out for me. And, and then I'm open and available to more good than I've ever imagined, created, or manifested Ooh. before. Yes. Those are my See, I'm so glad that you told me, and those are so beautiful and powerful. It makes me love you even more. It's because I wanted to get a, a framework sure. of what a principle meant for you, right? Because in this, in this space of spiritual and self-development, it, it could be a million different things. And I realize you're totally cool with however that answer might have come up for me. But um, there's a few for me. Always, first and foremost, his life is happening for me, never to me. Yes. So the moment that COVID-19 hit and we went into our our mutual friend, Natalie Ledwell, co-founder of Mind Movies, would said, it's not lockdown. It's delightfully homebound. And I was like, (laughs) yes, that's it. Um, My life didn't change much at all, by the way, because I work from home. In fact, my home is in the middle of a remodel, so I don't have my art or anything up right now. Um, I know, I know. You Um, are the art, baby. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. By the way, um, one of the ladies that I met, a dear friend named Kim, she gave me these beautiful bracelets while at Rhythmia, so I wore them for this conversation um, just to kind of bring it all home because I'm really thinking about her lately. So hi, Kim. I love you. Uh Anyway, um, life is happening for you, never to you. When COVID-19 hit, it was March 19th here in the States where we got the mandatory delightfully housebound rules, I immediately went into... I was supposed to launch a new program and it was like, am I going to pivot this? How's this going to work? I can't be toned up to what's happening. Um, And so I actually did sit on it for about three or four weeks, but that was eternity when I was supposed to have launched it, like, or start going into launch mode the next two weeks. And then I just started looking at a few mentors that were not deciding that business was down. Life was over. This is just like a big, you know, nightmare. We're not going to be able to make money. We'll just have to ride this out. It's like, we don't know if this is three months, six months, 18 months. We still don't know. And so I was like, no, I'm just going to pivot everything and niche down so I can reach my ideal client avatar right now. And I say this with humility, but it's because I did the work and I was brave and I wasn't toned up and I tuned into what my soul was saying, which again speaks to that epic alignment of, was it a yes because it was expansive or was it... There was some, I, I don't that. really know. And if it's an, I don't really know, then it's not a yes. I mean, it's just very clear. I love for me. that. I don't have to have no, no, no. It's just, if it's not a yes, which is expansive and free and flowing, then it's not now. <laughs> 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 right? Same thing for men. 
And so I actually did launch one of my signature courses, Live Video Mastery, and I had the biggest enrollment I've had to date. And then we sold out another program I run called the Podcast Accelerator. These programs, Live Video and Podcasting, that we take all of our, our clients through, our members through, that is the essence of my mission of empowering millions to be seen and heard, right? Through live video, getting your services out there and understanding how to speak about them through the art of podcasting and having a platform. The other thing that I say is my dog is being dropped off from the groomer. Thank you, Rainer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just supposed to happen Sam. 20 minutes ago or whatever. But <laughs> it looks so good. Okay. Um, there's two mantras, my love. Um, this is what served me for two full years, whether I was on extra selling product or QVC or working with my clients or one-on-one with my clients, including presidential candidates and Fortune 500 CEOs or stay-at-home moms. It was this. How can I serve love even more right now? Mm, I love it. That changed my life. But recently, it's kind of morphed into something else. I still love that and it's still there. And it's it's like an affirmation, kind of like what you were sharing, which is, I am deeply loving, I'm calm and courageous, and able to create deep connection. And that's because I really want to bring in like an intimate, deep, loving, aligned, yes. romantic relationship with my dream man. Me too. Um, so that, that's putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> we will. We There's will, one right? for each but of us. But as Rumi says, we have to look for all the barriers that are that are up against, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, what are we resisting to invite this love in? I don't think anything anymore. It just comes down to discernment. There's a lot of energy coming my way right now. No surprise when you live in your queen and you're well, which is a great interview growing, I listened giving, to. Men are attracted to that, but it comes down to me knowing who's right for me, where I am at this stage in my life and what could be a powerful purposeful partnership but so life is happening for me never to me how can i serve love even more right now and just remembering and declaring that you can be wildly courageous and calm see lately what i've been into is ladies don't step into your masculine to get these things done and to take the action and to be brave you can be in your feminine flow and be so powerful you can be grounded in your confidence and that will give you the world in terms of an opportunity to serve and to give even more so great. So great. Mm. I definitely want to say your offerings, live video mastery, podcast accelerator, accelerator, fire and soul accelerator. You can check all of that out on michellesoro.com, correct? Is that the, yes. right? So yes. I'd love to know what is something that your program, any one of those programs did for a client that you didn't expect? What was an unexpected <laughs> outcome from some clients that you've worked with? Depends. What kind of outcome would you like to hear? Because I've got over a hundred, right? Do you want to hear a monetary outcome? It's all a personal. What comes to what, really like just something that you didn't expect? Like you're expecting them to. Okay, yeah. I didn't expect this. Okay, I didn't expect this. This was a client who came to me late February through a referral. She owns a very high end luxury travel company. Um, she's like 40 years old, self made, and she works predominantly in the British Virgin Islands and all the fancy places, right? And so. She had built her business through traditional ads and marketing. She came to me because she was going to tape a TV pilot show for her adventure in building this business because everything she does has a philanthropic mm. element um, with the locals. And so it's so cool. Like they'll work with like an orphanage or with like a rescue shelter or whatever. So it's beautiful and it's full circle. And she meditates and she's actually coming to Rhythmia. She booked, but she got postponed as right. well. I referred her. So uh, her name is Shanna Dickerson, Blue Sky Travel, Luxury Travel is the name of her company. And when she came to me, it was just to learn some camera confidence so that when she shot the TV pilot, 
in two weeks in the BVIs, she'd be prepared. Awesome. So we did one session. She's making progress, but she bought three. By the second session, we got the lockdown. No travel to the BVI. So she was like, ah, do we postpone? And I was like, we could, or we could pivot. And we could, we could actually help you master the art of camera confidence so that you could get out from behind the lens on your Facebook group, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, where she has a decent following, nothing crazy, but maybe 50, 60,000 people total. So not the millions, not the hundreds of thousands, but see all those people on her Facebook page or whatever, they're just used to seeing fancy aerial photography of the hundred million dollar yacht or the villas or whatever. They had never seen this beautiful, natural, down to earth soul come out from behind the marketing to say, Hey, this is my company. I built it. I'm actually getting the chills as I share it. And I said, would you be willing to, not because I'm so awesome, but because her story is so great. And I said, not the chill. And I said, you know, (laughs) would you be willing to try 30 days in a row? Just do two, three minutes. Keep it light. Cause she's really, really healthy. Like she's insanely beautiful and the whole thing, you know, she lives her brand, right? It's just, just pure health. And I said, just show us how to make an immune boosting smoothie, which was really big when COVID hit, right? Like, or whatever, or like take us through a little journey of at home racquetball, you know, or whatever. So she did. And here's the fun thing that shocked the heck out of me. And it's now I love these stories. I'm getting more and more of these. She was like, she did not want to do it. Skeptical. I don't do live video. Nobody does live video. I do fancy photography. We spend tens of thousand dollars on our marketing. Like I could never do that. And I was like, yeah, and yet things have shifted. So we're living in new times, girl. And I said, just, I said, trust me to be your guy. Just come out from behind the scenes. I wouldn't say this to everyone, but you're so incredible. All you got to do is get through the awkward stage of being on camera live with no net, but you're cool enough. You're brave enough. Rise up, girlfriend. So she did. And within about two and a half, three weeks, she got a message from someone on LinkedIn who said, well, I've been watching your videos And I've been following you for a couple of years. I've always had some other companies that I was booking my luxury travel with, but I'd like to book with you. That happened a couple of times. Within literally seven days time, she booked $650,000 worth of pre-booked travel for the end of this year. Boom. Off of doing live videos. In the middle of COVID. That's amazing. In the midst of COVID. And by the way, she also fell in love. They're actually in Greece right now. Yeah. So he saw her video. He's like, I've been following you for two years. I never knew you. Thank you for showing who you are. He actually lives three blocks from me in Santa Monica. I'm like, wait, where was he? (laughs) And now they're like inseparable. It's been like three and a half months. And I don't know what's going to happen, but they think they're in love. And so all because she was brave enough to rise up and to come out from behind the perfectly produced fancy photography, show herself, do what her competitors were not doing, which is to come on live and say, you know what, right. let's build rapport. Let's, let's build a connection with some of these people that I've been you know, friends with, but I don't really know, or maybe they're not clients. I mean, she's just, it was a phenomenal testimonial, but that's something that really shocked me because the numbers were big, yes but also because she went from such resistance Mm -hmm. and that wasn't why we started. And then she just was willing again, bite-sized little pieces of bravery at a time. And she was so uncomfortable in the beginning, but where she was then and where she is now, she's a pro all because she practiced progress, progress, progress. Love it. Love it. And I love the willingness, right? Willingness and yes, everything is contained within our willingness and our yes. Always, always. I have so many other questions that I'd want to ask you. I want that I have written down here. And the conversation has been so fabulous, but I have one more that I definitely want to get in before we, we close this because you are such a 
amazing speaker, great interviewer. Your podcasts are amazing. I love all, and you just have so much experience in this field. So I'll tell you a quick little joke. (laughs) We always say, you know, never judge another person until you walk a mile in their shoes. And once you've walked a mile in their shoes, remember you're a mile away and you have their shoes. But (laughs) 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 if you were in my shoes, if you were in my shoes, isn't that a great, I love that. If you were in my shoes, what's the one question that you would have asked that I didn't ask? Oh, that's a great question. I might, I might uh, add that to my podcast conversations. What's lighting you up the most right now? Ah, Oh my God. That was like one of them was like, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, so tell me what's lighting you up most right now. I have to think about this, but I'm pretty certain that even as I was forming the question in my head, it is my connection with my mom. You got to meet her at Rhythmia yeah, she's and fabulous. she's been through a lot these past couple of years and she's such a fucking warrior and she's so beautiful and she's my sage. She's my guru. It's not perfect all the time, but it's more and more and more aligned and more perfect, especially after Rhythmia in these past two and a half years. I vowed to never take my love away from her again. And I swear by like 99%, I have been there because I used to run an old story that she didn't really like me or it was just difficult around her. And I know a lot of people can relate. So yeah. if your parents are alive or dead, do yourself the favor and just forgive Yes. Just live with that connection yes. and gratitude for all they did, all they sacrificed, all they tried to do. They were trying at their highest and best level at all times. And when I look at her receiving me into her home for eight full days, I just got home last night while my place is being remodeled. She took me in and my two cats and my dog and my bike named Lucy. And I'm busy. Like, I am very productive right now. I'm grateful. I knock on wood. My business has really expanded during these times because I learned how to pivot. And I embrace these times and the absolute uncertainty and I learned to make friends with it. But our connection and just getting to have like fireside chats where I'm just asking her questions that I've never asked her before, which by the way, I encourage those of you who can ask your mom and dad or your spouse, like questions you've never asked. Like I've known her for all my life and I don't want to assume that I know her. If she were to die tomorrow, like I didn't know who her favorite standout spiritual teachers were. And I wanted to know who and why. Right. And I was surprised at some of those answers. And she just really formed me. I wouldn't have gone to Rhythmia. I wouldn't have met you if it weren't for my mom putting that at the top of her bucket list. And after getting to spend seven days with her and to get up at 5 a.m. And not every day with her, but that's when she gets up and, and riding bikes and having those long talks and just learning how to flow with each other and love each other and appreciate each other and cherish each other. That's what's lighting me up the most right now mm-hmm. is like, I'm hoping I get 25 more years with this beautiful soul. And I want them to be so high vibe, high quality, like never, ever letting it be lost on me or taking her for granted for one single moment. I, I have to tell you that the, the feed is lighting up with people oh. so grateful for your mm. authenticity. My father just transitioned in May and I got to ask him all those questions. In fact, I asked him so many questions. At one point he was like, quit. Quit asking me so many damn questions. You're taxing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I know, I know all those, you know, I got to ask all those questions. And so I just so appreciate your authentic expression. And that is what's so real about you and what I love about you. And I'm so grateful for the generosity of your time, your willingness, who you are, and that we get to continue to play together in life and in love and peace. And um, thank you for all the wisdom you dropped. And what a great, 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 great time together. Thank you. You guys.
guys rise up. Yes. Right. Do not wait for the pandemic to be over. Do not wait for COVID-19 to be over. Do not wait to be given permission. Just it's time to rise. Let's do it, my friend. I'll see you very soon. Thank you for your time. I love you. I love you too. I'll talk to you. An soon. honor, an honor, an honor. Thank Give you. Jerry and Jeff my love too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Take care, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.